Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and our episode 8 Andor review. We're going to be chatting about Narkina 5 with uh, Kirk and Darian who have kindly joined us in the Escape Pod this week. And uh, before we get started, if any of you have uh, checked out our uh, our podcast on on Podbean and uh, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of notifications saying that people have been subscribing on there. That's really cool. So... Thank you so much. Thanks for joining Star Wars Escape Pod. And uh, we're looking forward to having you on this uh, really fun ride as we chat about Star Wars uh, on a weekly basis. So let's get into it. I'm, I'm going less crazy now this week. Um, the intro is definitely different. Every week, you know, I think we, we've got the final proof now that uh, that every week... I went back to the first one and I was like, yeah, it's different. It's got to be different. So I noticed it this week as well. I actually thought my speakers were broken when it started playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounded very, like, kind of rusty and, like, eerie a little bit. And, yeah, just different, right? So... Uh, welcome back to the podcast, Kirk and uh, Darian. Um, How's it going? Good, good. You know, it's been it's been a crazy week. I mean, uh, you know, we had a lot of Star Wars drop uh, on one day. Uh, it was, you know, we had a whole season of Tales of the Jedi, and then we had uh, the new episode of Andor, and you know, it was a lot to consume all in one night. So uh, we're lucky. <laughs> we're lucky, Star Wars fans. <laughs> Yeah, what did you end up watching first? Did you go with Tales or uh, or Andor that night? If you watched them all in in the same night. Oh yeah, uh, you know what? I think I come to think of it, I went with Tales first, and then it was Andor after. So uh, Tales was the priority. I think I was just so excited for Tales of the Jedi that I just had to had to get that out of the way. But it was also shorter, so you know we just kind of like kind of did that first and then and or after but uh what about you did you manage to cram them all in on one one sitting yeah it was interesting like i watched um i I went to go watch andor first and then i saw it was like 58 minutes long and usually i'm like oh this is this is great a long star wars episode i'm gonna jump right into it but then i saw that the few episodes of tales of the jedi were pretty much the same time length as one andor episode yeah i didn't want anything spoiled on like on Twitter and stuff. So I, I jumped into tales first, which is surprising to be honest. Yeah. You know, you know that, uh, you know that you're like a, you know, fanboy or whatever, you, whatever term you want to use. 
uh, it, it, when, when, if you don't watch something the day of your internet cookies, just spoil it for you the next day. Right. Cause it just knows where to pull in all those articles and just sends it to your face. It's just reminding you what a terrible nerd you are for not watching this the day it came out. You know, it's like your consequence. <laughs> Have you guys yeah. been watching it like right at release? Like, oh, yeah. um, Kirk, I don't know about you, but does it come out at midnight? For me, it comes out roughly like 6 p.m. on a Friday, which That's is perfect. Like kind of perfect timing. Wow, that is yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, which, which is great. So I don't have to like stay up late for anything. And uh, usually as soon as I finish the episode, um, there, uh, on, on Twitter, there's always screenshots of the episode I've just watched, which is like super annoying because I don't mm. want to, I don't want to miss out on it, but sometimes I can't watch it straight away, but I guess that's just what happens when your social media feed is custom to Lucasfilm content. <laughs> yeah. Darian, I know you haven't seen Tales, so uh, we're not going to, we're not going to mention any details about that, but, uh, and or, and or did you, did you prioritize that? Like, you know, do you do that at midnight or do you just wait for, wait for Wednesday? I have a, so for us, I guess it comes out midnight on what tuesday yeah, yeah it's like t- the tuesday to wednesday midnight yeah. cusp yeah I, I i watch it um wednesday after work with a friend every week so that's when i watch it yeah um i think this week it might have been thursday actually but um yeah i where's don't know your, i don't where's um where's your friend on the podcast we got to bring him on <laughs> i know yeah he's, a, he's he lives in wisconsin actually yeah so it's uh what is that 10 o'clock is do you do the um we'll get him on do, do you do the, the, the Disney party, remote party watch? We have, but it's kind of a hassle because I think you have to set it up. There's something that's difficult with setting up or has been for us. So yeah. um, now I just call them up and go like, three, two, one. We just like press go at the same time. Yeah, that's a little um, easier. Just yeah. like video chat or something. Yeah. yeah, I've never had any good experience with the... Uh, I tried to do that while watching um, season two of The Mandalorian a couple of years ago when mm-hmm. the feature first came out. Um, because we're like here where I am, we're all in lockdown and we couldn't get together, but it would always like bug out and, and not work. So yeah, I, I've had the same yeah. issues. It just does that, that weird skipping. Up. Like it skips like three seconds at a time sometimes, you know, when it tries to like sync, sync up everybody again. And yeah, it's annoying. It's just like, you know what? Yeah. We'll just, uh, we'll just hit like the, uh, the hyperspace, you know, sound and sync up like right when it kind of does his thing right so <laughs> that was how we did it a few times like when we were doing the commentary tracks and stuff like that it was just you know we had a couple people all all in, in the room at the same time so i uh, just made it a little more bandwidth uh, com- uh compliant <laughs> um but this week andor episode 8 narkina 5 um bix returns andor in prison andy circus back in star wars we got a shower scene um, you know, we got, uh, we got a lot of stuff in this episode, um, and it was, uh, it was pretty exciting. I mean, um, yeah, very apparent that there's a shift in the logo music, how the, how the episodes open up. That's now kind of confirmed. Um, and we got a look at the, the Bureau of Standards, which is, uh, where, uh, Cyril is, I guess, working, right? The, the ISB collects Cyril for an interrogation. Um, he's got the coolest looking tie. I don't know. Did you did you notice that, Kirk? Yeah, I think I'm gonna try and uh, get this into my workplace, like a workspace uniform. This new Star Wars tie that came out. But I this episode, I think there was one moment when I won't go too into it, but like just yet. But when they're just entering this facility, after watching this episode and and how stressed I felt, I needed to go outside and just like take a breather because it was just. 
I don't know if, if anyone else felt this way, but it was just so mentally inducing and I felt so claustrophobic watching it, <laughs> yeah. which is a good thing, I guess. That's what they, that's what they tried to do. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, uh, I got, I got the same feeling. I just, I, you know, I just had to kind of like take it in for a second and go like, dang, like I thought for sure he'd start to devise a plan to get out of prison. I mean, you know, but here we are, I mean, he's still there, you know, flash forward 30 days. Uh, Darian, you, you have any thoughts about this one? Kind of initial thoughts? Initial thoughts? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I left this episode with a lot of questions. Like, first of all, what are they making? Is that obvious? Like, or do you guys know what they're making? Like, I, you know, they're, I, no I, I was trying to figure it out, but like, I, I actually, you know, I didn't recognize any of the parts or anything like that. I, th- I thought, I thought it might be like, uh, uh, I, I thought it might be components that could be used in the Death Star or, you know, even, even like droid parts or something like that. But I, no, I, yeah. Do you, do you, do you have any good like guesses for it? Yeah, well, I was, I was waiting for them to like zoom out at the end or something and show where these parts are like going towards some sort of ship, I think. But I was just wondering the whole time, like, what is he making? Yeah. And like you said, um, I think Josh, I was just waiting for him to escape as well. Yeah. Like, um, I have no idea how he's gonna get out of there. It seems pretty brutal. Yeah, it's a little, and, a little depressing. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was cool to see Saw Guerrera, um, too. I was, I've been waiting for that. So, overall, yeah. I would give this episode maybe a, a seven. And 0.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was definitely one of the better ones. Um, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I got to say, like, I know, I know I just mentioned the tie, but I got to say the costume design for this show is really well done. Like they do a spot on job with all of the, all the costumes. Um, yeah. I mean, I mentioned the, the tie that, that Cyril wears in the ISB interrogation room it's like a very star wars tie something i've never seen before it was like something that was just coming out of his shirt you know with like a little oval clasp kind of around it um i thought that was really neat it was just really smart kind of costume design things we haven't seen before we've been able to see a lot of like casual wear that that hasn't really shown up in star wars before i mean we see a lot of jedi monk costumes and like things that people with royalty and wealth wear like senator senators and uh, people in power, right? And and we see the trooper designs, right? Like a lot of grunts and people with guns and on the front lines. We never just see the average dude, you know? Like this is a guy who was just fired from his job and he's like got a new job. You know, he's hanging out at his mom's place, gets a new job, goes to work, he's wearing a tie. It's like, yeah, I mean, like we, we've never really seen anything like that before in Star Wars and it's kind of neat to see just a bit more, you know, different, different perspectives, right? Like it's kind of broadening, like widening the galaxy a little bit more. Um, yeah. Cyril finally crosses paths with De- uh, Dedra. Uh, this is something I think, you know, early on, uh, some of us were, were kind of, kind of thinking about this, you know, thinking it was going to yeah, happen. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Finally did. Uh, she gains the information she needs to fill in some of the gaps about this whole Andor situation. And he tries to hire himself on to the ISB, uh, gets shot down for it. Um, I noticed in the room around the windows, the security cameras, you guys notice they're the same security cameras as on the Death Star that Han and Chewie are kind of like shooting at in the, the prison cell. They're like those cameras with like the square. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, that. it was the same cameras. I thought that was a really nice little touch, um, you know, just background stuff. But I was like, oh, that's great. You know, just like they've done it. They've really done a wonderful job. And, and especially on the costumes, as you were saying before, as well as like the set to design of like yeah. extending what 
the original trilogy kind of began it's uh like these interrogation rooms and the offices and like that they've done a really wonderful job at how it all looks and like yeah down to the prison uniforms um it's uh it's quite interesting to see the parts that we haven't seen before as kind of redundant as that sounds but um yeah i think it's really uh really cool to also notice and something i noticed a lot is all the imperial officers have different ranks on their different on their on their shirts and everything mm-hmm. and i've seen like the most amount of differences between all the imperial officers obviously we've seen it in rebels and 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 i think a little bit in the clone wars but um just those little details i i tend to pick on pick up on a bit more with mm-hmm. the, with the show compared to the like the ot yeah for sure and uh you know it's it's a it's a bit of a controversial kind of like you know, do people like this? Do people not? As far as like, the the pacing of the show goes, uh, I know I've heard, I've heard criticisms from from people. You know, like, uh, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, it's just like some people like it, some people don't. And I've at times felt it to be a bit slow, but there's also something to appreciate about it as well. In the sense that we do have time to to experience these things in the story that we might not otherwise see or notice, or, um, you know, and it's just kind of. I just have a whole like a different appreciation for for the show than I do with some of the other Star Wars shows that we get, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean you know it's just good production value, right? Like the whole thing is just just really well done. So yeah, absolutely. And I feel like the in the, when we look back at Andor in maybe like ten years time, there's going to be like a massive like I guess understanding of like how significant Andor is for Star Wars storytelling because now when you look at the original trilogy and even the other episodes and you see this empire you have more of a, of a want and a feel to, to back the rebellion and, mm-hmm. and understand exactly what the bad things that the Empire are doing apart from just being the bad guys yeah. compared to... I know there's like a picture out there of a few people saying like, oh, the Empire did nothing wrong and the rebellion was just like a bunch of like rebel terrorists going to blow up a big corporation. <laughs> yeah. Like I know that's a, common, that's a common kind of story, but I think there's a big significance with how Andor um, really grounds and, and puts you into the perspective of what it's like to be in the universe and, and, and how bad it can be. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, uh, I think it was, uh, it was, it was Ben, Ben, Ben has come on the show a few times. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he, I think he mentioned to me, it was like, he wasn't the biggest fan of the pacing and stuff. I can totally see why that is too. You know, it's not like, there's certainly areas which I can, I could see that being a little slow for some people, but, uh, yeah, Darian, what were your thoughts on on like the? I mean, I know you like you like this episode quite a bit, but overall, like with the show's pacing, like did you have any thoughts so far now that we're kind of over the halfway point that you know you're like, is this kind of like living up to expectations? Is it too slow in some areas? Yeah, I, I like that it's like different than the other shows. I feel like Boba Fett and Mandalorian's been a lot more action like right away. Oh yeah, those those speeder definitely... chases really had me gripping. <laughs> <laughs> edge of my seat yeah. material <laughs> yeah not not those but um yeah I, i'm like i appreciate the difference sometimes i do miss the action like this episode we just watched there wasn't really a ton of action and like my friend i watched with was like wow like this show's really boring um so like someone like him he really likes the action mm-hmm. so I, I would be interested to know like the viewers like how it's been week to week if it's increasing decreasing staying the same like i wonder if they're going to keep going with this kind of slower pace um, but yeah, in conclusion, I do appreciate the difference, but I like both. Like I, I do like the action too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a nice, 
nice difference for sure. Yeah, I'm really glad we got Tales of the Jedi this week because I felt so uncomfortable for watching this episode, <laughs> and then it was good to see some good action in 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 Tales. Like, yeah, I mean, a few episodes back, episode five in Andor, the most amount of action we got was a, a ship flying past. And <laughs> yeah. it, by Star Wars standard, that's that's really not that much excitement and action. So it, it's good that we got both shows coming out. And but like, I totally understand mm -hmm. people that aren't as much of a fan as as the slower paced material. But maybe you know when uh, maybe it's something that you watch in the background in the future for those people. Who knows? Yeah, 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 exactly. And you know that's that's exactly that's a good way to put it too. Like if someone doesn't want to make the the time to kind of watch this Star Wars show, but they still really love Star Wars and they don't really feel like, you know, trying to like swallow this one down uh, if that's how they look at it. Like, yeah, just throw it on in the background while you're making dinner or something. You know, it's like still, there's still some really good, really good moments for like people who want uh, some good action. I mean, we've had a few really good, really good uh, episodes with, with some good moments like that. But for, for it being as slow as it is, I do find the show jumps around a little bit too much. Um, I don't know. There seems to be a lot going on at once, and like, um, I wasn't on the episode you guys talked about the heist and kind of the ending of that. But I didn't really like how they didn't explain how those girls got away. Especially mm. the one girl was on another planet with like the the cargo ship. Like, how did she get away with that? How did she even hide all that money? Did they explain right. that? No. I just um, she kind of just shows up. Um, more recently, she showed up on Ferrix. And we see her. Uh, with Vel, like they're they're scoping out Ferrix for yeah, Andor, they're looking out, for right? him, right? Yeah, that was the only that was like the mo the the other than this this episode, the last time we saw her was on that planet right after the heist, right? So yeah, I think I would have appreciated an explanation on that. It would have been a cool episode to try and see her get off world when all of a sudden the Empire's freaking out, sending reinforcements to kind of investigate the whole thing, right? Like, yeah, I totally mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think there was a story there that could have been told. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, with the show being about Andor primarily, I guess maybe it wasn't a priority in the writing right. room. But I totally, yeah, I totally enough. agree though. Yeah, like there's some, there's some moments I think we missed out on with all the the time hopping. Um, Andor in this episode is sent to prison on Narkina Five, which is a moon near a gas giant. Um, at first, it looks like a prison. There are all these things on, like all these giant, massive building lily pad things on on the ocean, essentially. And um, it reminded me a lot of The Raft from, if any Marvel fans out there, you know, know about The Raft. I think The Raft appeared in Captain America Civil War, you know, for any MCU fans. Uh, it's just mm -hmm. a giant prison where they keep superpowered individuals. Uh, more recently in the She-Hulk show that made an appearance, I think, maybe, uh, I can't remember. But it's where they were keeping Abomination and a bunch of other characters, Spider-Man remastered or on PS4, PS5, whatever you played it on. Uh, the raft is in the background in the, the New York, you know, surrounding water. Um, but uh, this prison doubles as a work camp. So um, be, being a work camp, they uh, kind of have their slavery enslavement ways. And uh, the floors actually double as nighttime security death traps and prisoner consequences, um, which gives us a look at how the empire kind of builds so quickly, right? Like uh, slavery, prison camps, this is the workforce that builds an empire. And there's a quote from Palpatine uh, in the Clone Wars where he says to Dooku, long have empires been built upon the backs of slaves. And I always thought it was such a great line because, you know, we're finally kind of seeing, we're seeing this. Like it's, it's long been like a lore thing that Wookiees and Geonosians were always 
two species that were enslaved and helped build the Death Star and, you know, whatever else, right? So it's kind of neat to see how even prisoners of the Empire are just kind of put to work. And, you know, it's terrible, but I say neat as in like, you know, it's great story material. Um, and uh, I don't know, I just really liked this this episode seeing kind of like what this prison was like and, you know, all the little things. But uh, did you guys have any thoughts about this prison? I mean, whenever I watch a prison movie so maybe specifically and most known like the Shawshank Redemption like you always feel like they're gonna get out in the end and you know oh they're gonna it's pretty easy to get out they'll find some crack thing but I'm watching this this episode I'm like how on earth is he actually gonna get out with them someone else blowing up the place because it it just seems so clinical and kind of medical and clean and and everything is so um, tightly organized so they better come up with a really great way with how he gets out of this mm. prison because I felt very trapped and kind of uh, almost claustrophobic watching, uh, watching yeah. this episode. I think it's and, like um, totally yeah. supposed to give you that feeling too. It was so ro- almost like after that 30 day time jump too, I mean, you know, we get the scene with them in like the showers and in the hallways and everything's just so confined and like tidy and like everyone's in lines and like, it's just so like almost like the, the word drone comes to mind. Like they just get, assigned a number and just kind of you know yeah drones a perfect word because like the the characters that had obviously been there for quite some time it's like they were used to it and that they were just like yep this is life now they had no complaints about apart from that little incident when they were talking to each other about gossip on the outside world but especially andy circus's character he was like fully yeah this is life this is totally normal and it's it's accepted you know yeah yeah don't slow down my line (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Andy Serkis plays Snoke in the sequel films. Uh, he fi- he makes his return to the Star Wars saga as a character called Kino Loy, uh, who is the unit manager of 5-2-D, which is, I guess, maybe, what is it, level 5, room 2-D or something like that? Uh, no idea, but that's kind of how he introduces himself. Uh, when, I th- when I saw him first, I'm like, oh, is this actually going to be like, Snoke. This is Snoke. Yeah. Let's just go with that. Yeah. This is like Snoke a style. This, this prisoner is going to die. They're going to keep his corpse and randomly just select that corpse for like experimentation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I think no. He's a brilliant actor. I think it's it's great that they're able to do that. I mean, they've done that in in the MCU as well. Like they've recycled actors here and there for different roles as long as they're not super recognizable. And I think it's a great idea because you know it's a bit of a shame to kind of give him a role like Snoke, which kind of didn't turn out the way a lot of us thought it would, and didn't become nearly as awesome as it could have been. And then it's like, well, that's that's a bit of a shame. Like he's a great actor. Like I would have loved to have seen more of that and we just didn't get it so it's cool to see him back uh, when, when yeah. i first saw him i actually thought i'm like oh it's alfred because i've just like <laughs> yeah that's right like, the batman yeah from the, from the batman and he looked kind yeah. of he looked kind of similar to him but yeah he played a, he, he played a great part he's a really good actor yeah yeah, yeah. i was thinking it was smeagol I'd love to see a montage with like, you know, just (laughs) random families around the world. Like, look, it's, you know, and then fill in the blank, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, A new element is introduced to Star Wars in this episode. Uh, It's called Tungstoid Steel, which is uh, what what the floors and um, ceilings are made of, I guess, in in this prison uh, building. And um, 
we've never seen Tonk Story steal before. You know, I think anyone watching who wondered whether or not it was an Easter egg, uh, I don't believe it is. I've never heard of it before. And after looking it up, there's no Wikipedia entry about it. There's there's no mention about it anywhere. So, um, yes. Um, 12 hour shifts for work and doors assigned table five high stress 12 hour environment of environment as they race to compete against other tables in the room while Kino Loy races uh, to whip his room faster than the other rooms on the floor and there's seven floors in the building so uh, yeah very kind of like high stress environment again like you said Kirk like super claustrophobic um, no one gets a break. No one slows down the line. Otherwise they get zapped if you come last and first place gets flavor in their food, which I can only imagine is just probably looks very similar to the gray stuff from beauty and the beast. Like, you know, just like, let's have some <laughs> like bland oatmeal kind of yogurt stuff that just has protein and vitamins in it and doesn't taste like anything at all. And that would be really miserable. Yeah, that was one of the parts that really made me feel claustrophobic in the show. Because when I when he got the first tour about his cell and they just showed, oh, that's where your food comes out of. I thought that's like a, I thought it was like a handle. He opens it up and like like I guess in like Space Odyssey, where like like where the food kind of comes out on a tray. Yeah. But then when he started like when he started sucking on the tube, I'm like, that's got to be that that's just not sludge. real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then I was just like, oh wow, that's actually that's where they're going. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sludge. I think it was just kind of a. You know, when you always, you, you picture like prison food as just like scooping out, you know, like a slop, right? And then just on the yeah. plate, right? And yeah. I think in Clone Wars, they did that too. They they made a joke about that in the Republic prison. But uh, yeah, I think it was kind of kind of brilliant, I think, to, to kind of feed people yeah. through like a straw. It's just, it makes it even more depressing, right? Like Exactly. And I thought yeah. it was even stranger. When, when that title card came up, when Andor was like, it was like 30 ships later, Andor would just he just grabbed the tube and he was eating on it and he looked totally contempt like or kind of mm. hypnotized that this is just he didn't kind of seem or display any yeah. sort of frustration with this so yeah that's what kind of added to added to it as well yeah this is life now let, let back to work you know like uh yeah and then just someone killing themselves in the middle of the night <laughs> it's like that deep pride uh, it's just so depressing you know like yeah yeah uh, Tay returns in this episode to Mon Mothma's place, or maybe it's a venue. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, another party going on, and he says new banking regulations are making his job difficult to move her money, and she's trying to move four hundred thousand dollars or credits, I should say. Um, P O R D is a very big subject, so the what was it? Public order regulation, something or another. It's it's you know they're cracking down essentially on anyone who takes up arms against the empire crimes for that have been like, you know, quadrupled, if not 10 times more lengthy in prison than they used to be. And, um, Imperial crackdown on, on planets is, is increasing. And, um, I think this is, uh, this kind of leads into what Luthen says to saw in this episode about how he intends the empire to react this way. He wants them to, to crack down hard on the galaxy because he says oppression breeds rebellion. And I thought that was like a really, really divisive thing for him to actually want because even though he's a rebel and he wants to fight the empire, he's, um, you know, it's, it's in no one's, it's in no, I would hope it's in no rebels. Uh, you know, we're doing this for the greater cause. If that's the way they're rolling, 
why would you want people to suffer? Right. Like, you know, it's like, I, uh, I just, I had, I had an interesting kind of like thought process thinking about like, wow, that's a very curious thing for him to say. Like his strategy is for the empire to really freak out at what they're doing so that other people get really upset about the empire, you know? And it's almost as if that's going to be kind of the, uh, the only real, you know, rock to break the ice or whatever, however you want to, you know, say it, um, for them to people like have people rise up against the empire. Right. Uh, rather than people the, just kind the of police girl, I forget her name, the blonde lady. Yeah. Dedra. Uh, Dedra. Didn't she say the same thing? Like this is exactly what they want. Yeah. I think, I think she kind of had her own opinions about whether or not, you know, they were reacting in a way that perhaps the rebels want them to. Right. Mm-hmm. And almost as if how exactly how they're playing off of the, the plan to, separate isb officers territories on a map you know it's just how they do their shifts but you know the rebels are using that to their advantage because you know somehow they have that information right so um it's kind of like the spies are everywhere like and we're not necessarily seeing who those spies are up front but this information is getting out and people know about it and you know just the right people know about it because otherwise they wouldn't successfully be able to pull off these things so uh as the episodes go by, we're slowly kind of seeing like the reveal of this greater rebellion that's about to happen. And also kind of a, a, a bit of a bit of a foreshadow of this revolution that's about to begin. So I thought that was, that was very, very cool. You know, very well-written content. Yeah. Despite them stealing all the stuff from the, um, is it Aldani, the the mine or the facility? Um, it still really feels like that the rebellion, apart from seeing Saw, they kind of gave it a bit more of a foundation. It really does feel like they haven't got their stuff together yet, and it's still very early, mm-hmm. early days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the only hope I think we have for Andor breaking out of prison is might have something to do with those people doing sign language, you know, uh, through the windows. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of. I thought there was going to be some sort of a rebellion happen right there. They're all just going to yeah. go nuts. Yeah, yeah, something I was very curious. I was like, "Oh, this is uh this is interesting. There's a couple of them on different rooms of different floors." I like I wonder if they all knew each other before or if they've been here so long that they've just managed to find a way to communicate with other yeah. people in other areas and and you know, uh I have a feeling that this particular we we've, we've seen like a three episode story arc happen so far in this show. I have a feeling that this story arc might actually take us to the end of the show. Um unless Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just gonna, the next episode is just going to surprise us and big time jump happens. All of a sudden, that's the one that he breaks out. I have a feeling it's going to go at least another two. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised at all at the pacing of this show so far if it just goes the rest of the way. So, yeah, hopefully in, they don't show him in like if, it, if they're going to do that. Like, I don't think they can show the prison anymore and without people getting not interested. Like they'd yeah. have to really start diving into the other storylines because it's 12 hour shifts and they're working on that machinery. Like what else are they going to do? So I kind of hope they escape next episode or at least we see some more action in there. Mm -hmm. But I think you're right. It could definitely go until the end. Considering it's an Andor show, I I feel like if we focus on Andor in prison, there's not much more to tell compared to Andor helping out the, the Aldani prison. Sorry, not the prison heist, the, um, uh, the fortress heist so yeah I, i'm right. definitely with you guys on that i really hope that we get maybe half an episode where he's in prison and then the the remaining half of episode nine 
he breaks out or is something happens. But I don't really see them going too many more episodes into into this prison mm-hmm. life as much as it's really riveting content. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, ho- I hope he does break out and we start to see a little bit more of a formation of the rebellion and, and how the ISB and Deirdre and Cyril react to it. It's possible that our hope for Andor's escape actually lies in someone else's hands. Um, I don't know if anyone's thought of this yet, but it might be that Dedra actually discovers, now that we've kind of followed her to Ferex and she's investigating the whole event there, we see Bix return to the show. You know, she's arrested. Um, the person uh, who she borrowed her, the comm, you know, in the back the back lot, his name is Pac. Um, he, uh, <laughs> she's playing, Dedra plays some mind games with having her enter the room just as he's kind of like supposed to be gone by then. And, you know, uh, that was kind of that was kind of twisted stuff, but um, yeah, she wants to get information out of Bix about the rebellion and about Andor specifically, you know, trying yeah. to get an idea for what this thing is all about. Right? It might be that Dedra realizes, like, she catches up with where Andor is, and she might be the one to actually go in to get him to question Andor. You know, maybe maybe she gets Andor, brings him out of that place to question him elsewhere or to help her kind of nail someone else, whatever. Maybe it's Luthan, and then Andor makes his escape while they're kind of like doing the thing. So, I th- yeah, yeah. I, th- I think there's a few different avenues that could happen in terms of Andor's escape. Like as you said, there's there's Dedra, um, there's Luthan, who still you know has the request to to break him out, Cyril, um, as well as the people doing sign too. So yeah, it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see who breaks him out. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, well, I mean, uh, we lose him? <laughs> that's, oh, Josh, are you there? Oh, maybe they can't hear me. Um, one second, one second. We're coming back. Bring it in and out. Oh, uh, there, there we go. Are we back? Yeah, you're back. Hello. We're back. Okay. Back. <laughs> Weird. All right. Well, uh, do you guys have any last minute things you want to bring up before we, uh, before we close any speculation for next week? Hmm. I was just saying that I think it's either going to be the different avenues where Andor could break out. So we've got Dedra, we've got Bix is still in play, Luthan as well as Luthan's um, uh, colleagues as well who are still looking for him. Um, in addition to Cyril and the people doing sign language inside the prison, that could be avenues for him to escape. So it's a lot of options. Isn't, yeah, all hope is lost, but it's good. There's lots of different storylines that could happen, and we'll True. see how they all come together, and they'll have a big christmas party or something (laughs) what about you darian any last minute things to bring up yeah i want i want to say it'll be luthan i could see him kind of escaping because he wants to cover himself and like um get andor out of there but we'll see all right cool guys well uh thank you both for coming back and star wars escape pod and uh we'll hopefully you catch you in the next one yeah see you later Goodbye. All right. And uh, to all you listeners at home, big thank you to uh, tuning into the show. Uh, big thank you to Kirk and Darian for coming back. And uh, just a, a quick mention of our upcoming episodes. I mean, we'll have uh, episode nine and or breakdown review, I guess, later this week. And uh, Tales of the Jedi just came out last Wednesday as you were hearing us talk about that. So uh, we have planned two different breakdowns for that one about the ahsoka 
episodes and one for the Dooku episodes. Uh, there's a, a lot to get into there with uh, crossing over storylines, uh, retroactive changes to existing stories, and it's all going to be very interesting. So definitely don't miss that. And uh, be sure to uh, do us a favor. Drop us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever platform you use. If it has a rating system, that would really help us out. Send in a voicemail. Let us know your thoughts on this past episode for Andor. And feel free to join the Discord. Send us an email at swskpodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you in the next one. May the force be with you.